Hey, Cam. Yes, Don. Do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. Thank you for downloading today's episode of the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Brought to you in part by MotionRaceworks.com. Stop by Motion Raceworks for all your high-performance needs. If you need to go fast, visit MotionRaceworks.com today. What's up, West Coast Cam? Just dropping all my stuff all over the floor. What's up? You're dropping it like it hot, it's hot and you got the coronavirus, like a fever? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's funny you you, uh, you use that reference because I was listening to, on my YouTube channel today, 2000s Hip Hop. You were listening to 2000s Hip Hop? Yes, there was a playlist of 2000s Hip Hop and it started with uh, Usher, yeah. And I was like, yep, we're listening to this all day. Dude. And then Jet runs in the garage because I, I have it streaming in the garage and he's like dancing around. I'm like, Oh God, just, that's all I need this world to just like turn into the next usher. Unbelievable. Anyway, 2000, yeah. where were you in 2000? Well, I graduated high school in 03. So 2000, yeah, I was still in high school. I was a sophomore in high school. I was on my way back from Korea for the third time. Well, aren't you just fancy? No, that makes you a young and it makes me old and experienced. Hey, you said it, not me. Dude, I got two reasons why I got gray hair. Teenage daughters and 23 years in the military. <laughs> After the week that I've had, me and Angie have had with, with Jet, yeah, I think we all have gray hair now. But yeah, I will tell you, so this is totally off topic, and I was talking about this 2000s hip-hop thing. So it was streaming on my TV in the back, and uh, I'm like looking at these music videos, and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like if you watch, you know, you go back and you watch stuff that you watched in high school and you're just like, Oh wow. There's, there's a lot going on in there. There is a lot going on in there. And you wanted to know why your parents thought that it was just stupid and ridiculous that you were watching them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I guess it's that, you know, new parent thing. I don't know. Oh, Whatever. new parent yeah, but, thing. But it didn't deter me from letting him watch it, though. He was, like, dancing around out here and having a grand old time. He's still so. young. You can't scar him yet. No, not yet. Not yet at all. Not yet. So, Wednesday evening as we're recording this, and, <laughs> and we are... 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I, I got to stop you. Oh, God. My wife just texted me and said, oh, my God, Jet just shit in the tub. I need help. <laughs> and it made the podcast. Now, it that is. may scar him when he comes back and he's a little older. And, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's I guess this is going to be your photo book. You know, how I mean, my generation, when you'd sit down and go to somebody's somebody's house and the first thing that parents say is, oh, let me pull out the photo book. Yeah. yeah uh, all the apologies, everyone, but that's just really funny. So for all of our younger listeners, see what you have to look forward to when you become a parent. Are you trying? I think you're just trying to manipulate the uh, birth control conversation yeah, at the yeah because there's gonna be a, there's gonna be quite the baby boom here in what nine months everybody says yeah and it, i think that what somebody tell me the common names are going to be scott Sharman, and lysol <laughs> i don't know that was a horrible joke yeah it was a horrible joke but i heard it on a podcast thought it was kind of funny at the time dude what are we doing we're trying not to lose our minds first of all Second of all, I about have most of my online curriculum dialed in for the rest of the semester for my students. And then I got like two and a half months off and then they announced today with the whole NHRA thing. Um, we won't be going racing until at least June 5th. And I'm willing to bet that might get pushed. I don't know that no one said that, but I just feel like that's going to happen. At least, at least the first one or two. Well, I'm not real, you know, I want to be glass half full um, from the standpoint of the racing because, hey, we have a motorsports marketing company and media company. And unfortunately, a lot of our annual sales are tied to actually going to the racetrack. Uh, So when we're not going to the racetrack, um, some of our uh, sales numbers don't look too good. So uh, nonetheless, I'm totally in for getting back going racing. However, um, you know, I don't want us to put the the cart in front of the horse too soon. Um, Realistically, we don't want to we don't want to hurt or endanger our Gener- our current generation, our future generations, by just really getting overzealous and and not being protected. Um, today, Bobby Bennett putting out his article about him coming down with it and being in the hospital with fever and and just, I mean, when somebody writes that they wish they actually were dead, that they were in that much pain and that miserable, um, and Bobby's not typically one to embellish. Uh, when 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 he's communicating, so that's I mean that's a significant uh, a significant description or, or a feeling uh, for for Bobby to write, and so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm torn right down the middle. I I want to get back racing uh, just as much as I think as anybody out there, but at the same time, uh, you know, I hope that we've got leaders and folks that'll be smart enough to uh, I hate to say it, but protect us from ourselves. I mean, sometimes no, I, I, I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, racing is second and, and everyone's health is more important than, than going racing. And that, that's why I feel like it might be a little longer, but I hope I'm wrong. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all kind of in this together. And like I said last week, I'm, I'm really bummed out for the people that are losing their jobs and, and things like that or on furloughed or whatever you want to call it. That totally sucks. Um, you know, I hope everybody comes out on the right side on, on that situation. But I mean, at the end of the day, we're just trying to stay busy. I was able to 
to uh, do a little, I was on a, a guest on a show yesterday uh, for one of my sponsors. So that was pretty cool just to kind of like, you know, give them a little extra love while we're, while we're waiting around. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're doing the same. I'm sure everybody out there is doing the same. We just, at the end of the day, gotta keep our sponsors happy and, and try to give them a little something extra that, uh, that they can't necessarily get on the racetrack right now. Oh, for sure. And to, and just to look at the, the way the schedule came out and how that, how it was adjusted and maneuvered around with, with no countdown, uh, no reset of points for NHRA, 19 races. Um, it just, you know, there were a couple of things that kind of stood out to me was that, uh, I'm trying to remember and I haven't been able to find it yet, but when I saw it come out, I was like, you know, I think there was a time period that NHRA, that was the, that was the number of races that they had for a season was 19. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there and I'm going to throw in my, my little two cents on all of that. I'm going to go with, there's going to be 20 races next year in 2021 and no countdown. That's my, that's my opinion. Well, I'm going to, we'll, we'll have, we'll have to chase that rabbit <laughs> uh, at, at a later date because I, I am, I, you could probably convince me that 20 would be the number. Uh, that would be a good number. 20 to 21. Because what we've always said, right? We, we wanted less races. I don't, I think you and I both have, we've been on that soapbox. We've been in that marching band wanting to have less races to, for a better economic situation, uh, not only for race teams and for sponsors, but also for the fans that are out there and loyal and they travel the country and so forth. Um, the other thing that stood out to me about the schedule was the two day pro shows. Um, mm-hmm. that, yes, I hope that sticks. That man, I'm with you. I was when I was reading that, I was like, man, I hope that is bubble gum on somebody's foot that they just cannot get off. Um, that I, I just that has so much potential to be to be beneficial across the board for for everyone i mean for for sportsman racers that now uh where they would typically be a thursday at an event they can be a friday and saturday can be normal so now they get one you know for most of us that do the traveling we get one more day back um mm-hmm. you know that's that's awesome um yeah i'm a firm believer in that whole deal because yeah. you know as everybody knows i have a real person job too unfortunately but yeah well i mean uh, did you look everybody at some- i mean 98 percent of the people out there do so it's uh yeah that'll that'll help me well did you notice that i would really like to hear the explanation on some of the markets that got cut out because there was a couple of the markets that... Well, were, I knew Epping was going to go. I mean, I, mean I, I hate it for the the D1 guys. I, I forget who it was, but I saw something pop up. Somebody said, uh, I think the exact quote was, damn, D1 got screwed again. Because uh, I think they, you know, it was Epping and, and VMP. I think Virginia, mm-hmm. Virginia. Motorsports Park, uh, for Tommy Franklin and his... I mean, that's got to be a tough one on the chin. For Tommy, I mean, they've done his family, his wife, Tyler, the whole entire team up there. They're they're constantly posting photos of the renovations that they've done to the racetrack, the upgrades. Um, and man, that's a draw for where that's at between DC 
uh, area in North Carolina, the whole IHRA Mountain Motor Nitrous Pro Stock. I mean, that's that's just awesome numbers typically get laid down right there at, at Virginia Motorsports Park. I'm just curious about how some of those locations, the markets got you know whittled out i'm sure nobody was happy about none of the decision making process had to be easy i would not even remotely think that it was no i mean at the end of the day it was uh not going to be easy for whatever they had to do so i mean i think they did it as best as they could and you know at least it hats off to them for announcing something pretty early so that was cool of them so yeah as uh, anyway what else is going on what you don't hold on wait a sec yeah, I hate I hate pro drivers. They just brush right by whatever yeah. it is that doesn't yeah, pertain to them. Doesn't pertain to you. I, I hey, get man. it. I get it. Okay. All right. What well, happens? as they say, you know, I guess you can leave your complaints at hate mail at racers and rental cars.com. Uh, please direct all professional pro team questions to Cameron uh, as, ah. as he needs to be the subject matter expert to answer all of those. Uh, as I will be making sure that I throw mine at him as well. Nonetheless, well, are you in the Dora car department or what? Dora, baby, I am telling you right now, I am over here. I have no fingernails left. I am waiting on the adjustment of Sportsman uh, for Lucas Oil uh, for national events, the grade or uh, point standings, claims, Jegs All Stars, all of those topics. Uh, I'm sitting over here waiting for. Uh, nervously, anxiously, patiently, not really patiently, throw that right out. It's not working Um, because we just, you know, we're a business. We have sponsors. We got planning, logistics, and so forth. That has to be gone through. And uh, we're... That's you guys standing at the, in the empty deep end of the pool with your arms behind your back. just waiting. Yeah. Bouncing. I go all the way to the bottom, bounce off with my toes, come all the way back to the top. Yep. I just keep bouncing up and down like a buoy, baby. That's all I'm going to do. Um, there you go. But other than that, did you, okay. So this week, did you watch any of the NASCAR iRacing on Sunday? I tried to, but because I don't have cable, I have this login thing that I have to do in order to get FS1, which I have. Um, but it wasn't on their app, which was weird. It was only on FS1 and I don't have that. I only have the Fox Sports Go app or whatever. So, but I did watch the highlights afterwards, and I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, rather interesting. It was kind of funny to listen to Jeff Gordon and I forget the other guy announcer, the famous announcer's name, like trying to like make it as NASCAR esque as possible. And I think they did a pretty good job. There was a few times where they're like, "Oh, yep, they're just going to go into the pits and do their little reset, reset. thingy." <laughs> or Dude, whatever. They're they're back. But, I mean, this it week. was cool. They're doing it again yeah, this no, week. It's, I'll try to watch it. It's uh, I mean, it's something for everybody to watch, and you know, it's probably going to be a portion of the wave of the future. I mean, it it is what it is, and you know, yes, it's not racing, but it, it's something, and and I honestly think the younger generations can relate to that more than they can watching an actual NASCAR or dragster or whatever going up and down the track because they can physically do it. You know, a lot of times I had a conversation with somebody the other day kind of about that, how like, Oh, well there's only 50 top fuel cars in the world probably. And you know, so how do people relate to that? And, you know, start talking about iRacing and things like that. All these kids, they know how to go like this on their Nintendo games or whatever. So 
it could be the wave of the future. Well, this week they're doing it again. Old and decrepit and retired by then, and you know, just be sitting in my chair saying, you know, how I was one day. How you were washed up. Anyway, uh, (laughs) well, this week I saw that Cruz Pentagon. Whatever. This week, Cruz Pentagon and Ron Caps are doing iRacing for World of Outlaws. So I saw that. And uh, that Fox Sports will have uh, NASCAR iRacing back again this week. So uh, I'd be curious to see what the ratings were. Uh, I, I, and if Denny Hamlin got a bonus for driving the FedEx iRacing car to the win. Now I am waiting. I'm waiting to see. I've got to go back and look. I just heard today. I don't. I was re-listening to some of the, the PR that Denny had said. That if if he won, he was donating donate five grand. Right, yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't know. Uh, I got to go back and and look and see. But uh, it was um, had a lot of traction on Twitter. Social media was very active about it. Uh, of course, the Dirty Mo Group, uh, Door Bumper Clear, those guys actually had their own spotter uh, live stream deal with, uh, Brett Griffin and Freddie Kraft, where they spotted the, the I race or announced, uh, from a couch while they were uh, consuming, uh, adult beverages. Uh, and it was, uh, fairly entertaining, uh, <laughs> at times it was just downright hilarious, but, That's um, cool. but nonetheless, so yeah, I think the future, uh, during times like this, and, and I could totally see it working its way into marketing packages, uh, for for sponsors uh, of potential because um yeah uh, i mean hey here it is and th- for those that are out there i'm still looking i'm still pricing and looking for a good used deal on an iRacing rig um so that, that we have something else better to do uh than sit around and be in quarantine heaven if you will but all nice. right enough of the of the bannering back and forth let's talk about something since we're all into everyone's being locked in uh i saw a report yesterday off of one of the uh, social media uh channels that they posted that online usage tripled overnight uh in a seven day period and so when when people are stuck and they got to get on their their phone or the internet or whatever the case may be, and uh, they're out there. The first place a lot of people end up is YouTube, and uh, mm-hmm. our next guest that we've got this week has got a pretty good following um, for a pretty young age, if you will, uh, and experience and category for that matter on the YouTube. You can call that the four hundred five. I'm gonna call it the YouTube. The YouTube, the YouTube, uh, you choose to be on the YouTube, uh, but we're going to bring in Alex Taylor, uh, from Booneville, Arkansas, which I never would have thought there would have been another Booneville, Booneville, Arkansas. Uh, I mean, there's a Booneville, Indiana. That's literally like right across the street from me. And I was pretty sure that that was the only Boonville that existed until I went to Topeka the first time and saw that there was a Boonville, Kansas. And now I know there's a Boonville, Arkansas. So that's piqued my interest. I'm going to have to go see how many States have a town called Boonville in it. But, uh, Alex Taylor, how are you doing this evening? Good. How are you guys? Marvelous. 
Thanks for joining. Okay. Go out on what, what's you the know, population of Boonville, <laughs> Arkansas? I'm curious. So, uh, we're it's like more a total than of like, my neighborhood. We're like 4,000, you know? 4,000? So not, not a lot. Yeah. Wow. Pretty sure <laughs> but, my neighborhood has 4,000 people in it. But I want you to know that um, there is a Boonville, California, because I had so many people really? like make fun of like Boonville that I looked it up. So that way I could be like, hey, there's one in California, too. Confirm me. You can fact check me. But. Uh, no, I'm just curious where it's at. I'm looking it up because I, I haven't had no idea. Oh, there we go. We got five Boonvilles in the United States that we can confirm on. So we'll, we'll just keep the list going to see how many we got. Uh, 4,000 people in Boonville. All right. So yeah. are, you're born and raised there? Yeah. Yeah. So um, definitely like small town, but uh, thankfully, oh, like growing up, I had like, you know, lots of outside influence. So uh, wasn't total small town mindset. <laughs> How many people were in your graduating class? I was just going to ask that. Hey, like a hundred and cliche. 120. I was valedictorian. I know it's only 120, but uh, <laughs> hold on. she's the valedictorian of Boonville High School. Yep. yep. 120. I only had 101. Yep. Okay. Okay. See. I was not the valedictorian. <laughs> <laughs> we had 120 with the same last name. Oh geez, I believe that. <laughs> I was yeah. just literally, that, literally. If you looked up a certain name, I'm not going to say which name it is in Rodriguez. my high school yearbook. Mm-hmm. That and New Win, um, there was like four columns of four pages of the same last name in my graduating class. That's I don't know if I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was like four. I don't remember. It was like in the thousands of how many people I graduated with. Anyway, but that was like that was like in ancient times. So. Yeah, I, I know. I don't think so. Wait a minute. Hold on. So, Cam, have you had a high school graduation yet? I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Reunion. I'm sorry. Did I graduate high school? Yes. No, I know. Well, that's still debatable. Anyway, but have you had a reunion yet? Yes. Five year, ten year. Uh, yeah. Uh, ten year, but I didn't go. I was racing. Hey, you didn't go. Okay, Alex, have you had a reunion yet? I graduated in 2016, so no. <laughs> I haven't even graduated college yet. Okay. Dang, and she's got like 50 million followers. No. Just goes to show you right there, guys. Oh no. man, she hasn't graduated. She should be interviewing us. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, yeah, call us up when it's time for you to do your thesis. <laughs> <laughs> well alex so we have a diverse listening audience uh if you've never listened to our show that's okay we won't hold it against you uh but nonetheless we have dirt track people we have motorcycle people flat track people drag race people round track people uh it's kind of like that turbo tax commercial don't we we tax people anyway. <laughs> um give our listeners a quick 30 second pitch about you and go um, I'm Alex Taylor. I am 22 years old, currently a college student studying marketing. Um, I So I'm still in school right now. So while I'm doing that, I drag race. I have a 68 twin turbo Camaro. Um, I drove it to high school every day and then um, I race it now too. So uh, it's an 850 cert car. I ran 830s with it. I do events like drag week. So Hot Rod Magazine's drag week. So, uh, you know, race 
five days, drive your car 1200 plus miles. So uh, that's the main kind of events I do. And uh, I'm working on, you know, hopefully running a season with that car this year and then hopefully building a new car um, up and coming. So sweet. What uh, did you finish drag week last year? <laughs> uh, I, I just, I honestly, maybe that's a bad question to ask to lead off with, but no, I it's just, totally okay. I don't remember. Yeah. So, hey, uh, Richie Crampton didn't even finish and Johnny, Johnny didn't even finish. So, I mean, so, uh, last year, like I started off the season really good. I went to Rocky mountain race week. So 1320s Rocky mountain race week. It's a spinoff of drag week, but last a couple days longer. Um, I placed first in my class there. So I was just like on top of the world. That was my first win in that kind of event. And so, um, I was really confident in the car. And then when I went to Roadkill Nights um, in Detroit, Michigan, uh, I spun two rod bearings and hurt my motor. And that started, yeah, yep. (laughs) Started a downhill slide there. Um, So we busted it and got the car back together in like two weeks, which was a tall order. Um, And then I ended up hurting stuff on drag week as a result of such a quick rebuild. So (laughs) no, I didn't finish. Well, I'm sorry to bring up and open up. You know, wounds. I, I apologize. It's okay. <laughs> I just know that that's like a huge feat. And I mean, that yeah. the drag, I've never been involved with Drag Week. Um, I was supposed to do it uh, one year when I was with Race Pack, and I, uh, I ended up passing it off to another employee because uh, I had to go race myself. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I hear it's really cool, and I would like to do it one day if I ever had a car that uh, was able to do it or just maybe a couple stops or something. But, yeah, yeah, it's fun. So, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that whole deal seems pretty cool. They need to do it on the West Coast a little bit. You know, they did one at Drag Weekend, but I didn't get to go to that. And I don't think they do it now. They don't. Unreal, you know? <laughs> they don't do anything it's on the West Coast. a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, other than complain. <laughs> they, they do that <laughs> a lot. They, <laughs> a lot. We're really good at that. Yeah. They have enough taxes to complain a lot. They have a lot of problems and not a lot of solutions. Hey, Cam, you ever been hot blazing at the racetrack wishing somebody would give you some shade? Always. That's why I got to wear sunglasses. Your future's that bright. And guess what? So can you be standing in the shade? All you got to do is go to motionraceworks.com. They're giving away an easy up tent. Go over. Check them out on motionraceworks.com. Get yourself a chance to get an easy up so you can get out of the sun. Hey, Cam. Yes, Don. Do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Alex, how did you get how did you get started in motorsports? I know that they like have let's see Arkansas. That's the Razorbacks, right? So you guys got like hogs and pigs and things down there, farmland. Yeah. I'm sure you probably could have done that something along those lines besides being involved with motorsports. How did that get started? 
So uh, my dad builds cars. Um, I grew up in the shop from literally like a couple weeks old. He was doing street rods until I was probably, I don't know, 10. And then he started getting back into drag racing, but he started doing like nostalgia racing. Um, He had a 41 Willys and a 55 Gasser. Yeah, it was fun. And so like we like started getting involved with that. Um, But he was still like mainly focused on build like, building cars. Cause that's his, you know, income and all that. So racing was just a side hobby. We did it once in a while. Um, and then a couple of years later, he got the 2007 drag week winning Camaro that Denny Turgis built. They traded uh, cars for it. And so when he got that car, like I really, really got involved, um, with like wanting to go to the track and like I dubbed myself crew chief and stuff. So like that car is like really what kickstarted it for me. And so um, from then, like a couple years later, they ended up selling the car, but I've always been like super hands-on at the shop. So uh, when I was 15, uh, I needed a car for high school. And so uh, my mom was like, if you, you know, you can have my car, she, the 68 Camaro that I have now was hers, um, but it had to be totally redone. You know, it was a shell sitting on the table chassis table. Um, and so they said, you know, if you're totally hands-on in the build, it can be yours. So I spent like all summer and all school year, you know, afternoons building the car with dad. Um, and so that really like helped me develop my skills and my interest. And then, um, I did drag week at 16, uh, with my mom. So my dad dropped me and my mom off with a brand new car. Um, and then, so like, that's been a snowball from there. So like, I've always been in it, but like, that's when I really started like myself getting involved. So it's all just snowballed. So <laughs> that's cool. So tell, tell us a little, little bit about, uh, your YouTube stuff. I mean, obviously if anybody doesn't know, you're pretty big on social media and that's kind of what the show is about. So how did, how did you end up growing your, uh, I mean, your YouTube and even Instagram following to I mean, what is yeah. it, 50 some so, odd thousand followers, which is pretty, pretty stout for uh, a 22 year old car racer. <laughs> so, um, it was actually kind of by like accident. I don't mean to say that like, uh, like I haven't tried a little bit, but when I was 16, um, I had like the youth thing going for me, getting into, uh, drag week. So I was the youngest competitor to ever go. And so I started, you know, posting just because I was drag racing and I enjoyed what I was doing. And I didn't at the time, that was in 2013. I didn't have the intentions of, you know, building, sorry, my dog's barking. I didn't have the intentions of building. It happens all the time. (laughs) I didn't have the intentions of like building social media at the time, but people were kind of following along with the story. So it actually took me like two or three years to realize that like I could build something with it. Um, So I kind of had like that base built up prior to like, realizing it. So I was just posting what I wanted to personally. And that's how I like kind of identify my brand. It's like, um, you know, it's true to me. I'm not posting what other people's might want to see. It's more like what I'm actually doing and enjoy. So once I started becoming more intentional with it, um, Instagram, I started like looking at what other people were doing, um, and how they were like, you know, say posting once a week or posting this and that that wasn't for me. Cause I feel like there's a lot of like fake on social media. So I continued with the, you know, posting on social media, Instagram, as I saw, you know, content that would be interesting. And then uh, two years ago I started YouTube cause I really started hearing like people actually growing something with it. And for me, like working more with sponsors and stuff like that, I saw that YouTube was the pathway to um, open up more of those doors. And so uh, when I started YouTube, um, I just, 
start. I didn't know where to start, honestly. And so uh, I just started picking different events I was doing. I was like, I'm doing drag week. I'm doing all these events. There's not a lot of behind the scenes. There's a lot of like uh, coverage at the races, but there's not a lot of, you know, you drive 1,200 miles. There's not a lot of that coverage. So I started sharing that. And I'm honestly still kind of developing what, how I want to promote that and how, what I want to put on it. So I don't know if that answered your question. I got sidetracked. No, it does. That, that's cool. Um, you know, cause the biggest thing, like a lot of people, you know, out there, they're, they just want to see the the K next to their uh, yeah. their Instagram or whatever, like which you know they got X thousand of followers or whatever, and like they're right. buying them, they're doing they're doing all this stuff. They they all of a sudden have a hundred thousand followers, but they have four likes, and you know their engagement right. is, is terrible, and 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 all that stuff. So I was just curious how you you know how you grew your right. brand because I mean, and now I mean I don't want this is a very broad question. I'm going to let you answer it completely broadly because I don't want to I don't really want to know the details, but right. um is this kind of like a job? Like is it a monetary thing? Like are you or is it just like, "Oh, hey, I happen to have all these <laughs> these followers and like people are watching, but like are you able to like get sponsors off of it or product or, or money um, or I would, have you got to that point yet? I would say it's not in the point of, yes, there's like a couple, you know, a couple of deals every once in a while. Um, but for like what you call people say like a YouTuber or whatever, I'm not there. Influencer. By no right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, I hate that word. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I'm not there, but like, you should have me, put that in your description, Don. Right. Right. <laughs> Alex, the influencer. <laughs> so for yeah. me, like I, uh, like companies I get to work with, like for product on my car, I just see it's another way for me to like promote them right now. So um, kind of like work on solidifying those deals, but kind of going on what you said about like the people seeing like the K next to their, uh, you know, their number on social media, that is like my pet peeve. So like I've grown slow relatively compared to like people I watch, but I, I don't know. I, I see a lot of people that like stray away from like their uniqueness and their identity. And like, you can see when people start trying hard. So like, I'm just going to go the slow growth route. And like, if it happens, it happens kind of thing. Yeah. As long as it's relevant content, like people just want to know like what you're doing and you know, your the backstory I think is a great, is a great Avenue. That's kind of like what this show is all about. Obviously we kind of talk a lot of nonsense, but we also talk about the things that, <laughs> people don't really talk about and that's what interests people like yes everybody know we don't really talk race results and stuff on this show i mean yeah we maybe talk a little bit about it but that's not that's not what people are interested in because they can search facebook or whatever and find all that stuff where we're more interested in like your story and, and things like that and how you're right. how are you getting getting to that point so that that's really cool so you seems to me like you're on a on a heck of a heck of a uh, war path when it comes to that so that's awesome and you know maybe i should take some notes from you <laughs> oh wait hold on i mean we're gonna i mean our youtube following is gonna like triple as soon as we drop this podcast because we're gonna get so many people that are gonna come from alex taylor racing and they're gonna come over and subscribe to racers and rental cars i mean it's a given i mean it's just oh I'll try. It. So I don't have that kind of pull. It hurts my feelings when I like <laughs> look at other stuff. I'm like, man, I don't have that influence, but that's okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. So you mentioned that you're studying marketing in college. So what, yeah. you, what year are you in right now? I'm a senior. I was supposed to walk in May, so we'll see. No. I know it hurts. Yeah, that's all right. That's, that's right. I didn't walk my graduation either. I <laughs> I was racing, so it's fine. It's it's overrated. They'll send yeah. you the cap. It just opens up the weekend to go racing. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, so Alex, so now that you're graduating, tell us what was your favorite marketing class. 
Oh, let's see. So I go to a smaller school, it's University of Arkansas, Fort Smith. So like we were limited in our electives, but we had really good teachers. Um, and so there's just like this special interest marketing class and it was digital marketing. Um, and that class has like been the class I've carried with me this whole time because it didn't, we weren't taught with a textbook in this class. Um, he just pulled like material that he found and we just kind of developed the classes we went so for me I was involved in social media but I didn't know a lot of the terms that when you actually try to study it and read it that make it where you understand it better and can talk on it on a different level Um, and so he introduced us to like a lot of the terminology and like how it worked in uh, actually implementing it and so that was my favorite class and I think for a lot of us it was like in my class that was that's cool it's um dude how do i word this a lot of do a lot of people at your school know what you like in your classes like in your marketing classes know what you do at all i don't know that's that's actually a good question i don't know because i don't talk about it a lot like where i'm at just because um cars aren't a big deal uh where i am so if i talk about it and i say like they say what are you going to do when you grow up i'm like i want to do car stuff. I want to drive race cars. I want to work with, you know, automotive companies. And so for them, it's like a foreign concept. So, um, for me, like having to present what I want to do, I always have to have a back explanation of one, it's a legitimate industry Two, uh, what I'm doing is legitimate. And like, there is a future in it. And so like, I avoid it until like, I know somebody actually cares to listen kind of thing. So I tell people and I come to find out like people might know more than they like let on. Um, which there's no reason they should, but like they might follow me or something and then they see. So yeah. So I don't know. Sweet. Okay. So you told us what your favorite class was. What was your worst class? Ooh. Um, like all the intro classes. I honestly, like for the first two years, Tom law, dude. Oh my God. Did you have to take a law class? I like law. I actually, (laughs) I hated com law. Oh my God. I I liked it. I I think it was my teacher though, because he was gnarly. That's fair. That's fair. No, I liked it. I don't know. Just all the basic stuff. For two years, I was like, I could be doing so much more out of school. Um, So that's okay. Yeah, we all we all think that. I went to college for ten years, man. I thought the same thing, you know. (laughs) But I didn't become a doctor. I got a marketing degree. It's weird how that happens, you know. Yeah. Call me a doctor of marketing. Just saying. Yeah. All right. So, Alex, tell us then. What's one common myth that people think about Alex Taylor? Mm, they think that I'm incapable um, because I am aware that I don't necessarily look like I'm very small, very petite. So I don't necessarily look like one I can drive or two I can actually wrench. Um, and as I've gotten like older in my career, I, I've, I've seen that like people kind of aren't as rude about it or as blunt like they you know know a little bit more of the backstory so i don't get the like who does your work or who does this for you you know um so i think that's been the biggest thing is uh the biggest myth when i tell people i drive race cars or i i do this they're like you do that you don't you know you don't seem like that kind of person because i definitely uh, have a very diverse personality so i'd say that's uh you know i like to dress up still i like to do all the girly stuff still so (laughs) that's that's the biggest myth i think and people think I'm tall. That's the other thing. People think I'm tall. I mean, if that counts. <laughs> yeah, I, I have never got that in my life. <laughs> Although I will say, standing next to my wife, I look like I'm six feet tall. So, See? yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, she's what how if? tall is she, Don? Five foot nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Uh, Alex, so you, you talked about, okay, you graduated with a marketing degree. You want to do something in the automotive industry. You want to do something with race cars. Where, where, what's your, what's your five-year plan in five years? Where's Alex Taylor going to be? What's she going to be doing? Ask me that question. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's parents did the other day too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm at right now. You know, everyone's like, what's next? And I'm like, I don't have that answer. So um, for me, I am thankful enough that I went to college with a full ride. So I, I don't, I'm going to graduate without any debt. So um, I've that's my, huge. Yes. <laughs> huge. So, I've worked really hard to um, make that happen and like have a savings and all that. So I told myself, I'm not going to go straight into like a, a regular job, so to say, not because I'm scared of work. I love to work. I just, I can't pursue what I want to pursue um, necessarily, you know, the time I would need. So I'm going to take a year, year two uh, and just run full force at any opportunity that the doors open. So I'm not going to say I only want to work for an automotive company. I only want to drive. I only want to do media. So like I've not limited what I am open to doing. And I think that's something like important to remember. So if like the opportunities there, I'm going to take it because honestly, I'm 22. I don't know what I want to do. I just know the area that I want to be in. So I don't know what five years looks like. Um, I wish I did. But right now it's just whatever's there. I'm going to try it out. No, but that's cool that you set yourself up for those opportunities. So that that's the biggest thing that, you know, you always look at every opportunity and, and scope it out. Like you said, you're, you're 22 years old. You do, you're going to do a lot of growing and changing from 22 to 30. And I, everybody used to tell me that. And I used to be like, yeah, whatever, man, I just want to race, <laughs> but like, it, but it's true. Like, and I hate to be like that older mm-hmm. guy right now, but it, it is true. Like you, your life changes so much and just the, like the way you think and the way you look at maybe your current right. friends or something, you're just like, I, I want to do something with my life and I'm going to go do it. You know what? I don't know what it is, but I'm going to succeed at it. I'm going to be able to, to go full force. And so, I mean, that's cool just because right. it, it's not like, Oh, I want to, I'm going to do this. I mean, I'm sure you'll be successful in whatever you do. So. I feel like it's like, if you get your mindset too set on something, like I'm all about goals, but like, I don't want to disappoint myself to where I don't want to, you know, try something next. So try to keep it, you know, not so locked in. (laughs) That's cool. When's your next, uh, drag? I mean, it was supposed to be in, uh, April, but we'll see if that happens. I was going to go to Holly Ellis Fest, um, and do, I'm not actually taking my car. I was going to go do some uh, different events there with other people's stuff. But uh, that was when I was supposed to go. Um, who knows, though, with Corona and, and all that. So It's a little humid there at the old LS Fest uh, during that time of year. <laughs> I haven't been there at that time of year, so we'll see. Yeah, bring shorts. <laughs> <laughs> right, Don? Don's been there once or twice. Well, wait a minute. Are, Bowling Green. Okay, okay. I didn't know she no, was no, talking. No, no, no. No, she was talking oh, about Alice Fest West. You were talking about Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. she was yeah, talking about yeah. Alice Fest West. Yep. Yeah, it gets pretty toasty out there too, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Alex, since, since you're so young, we'll give you this opportunity. You get one do over, one thing that you want to change. What would it be? Um. Oh man, one do over. Okay, I would. This is a hard one. Be more intentional with my strategies on 
growing my promotion promotional stuff. So like YouTube and stuff. So when you went back earlier and asked me the question of how did I grow, you know, this many followers or, or this, when I was 16, there was lots of videos about that other people had made like 13, 20 and stuff that did really, really good. And if I would have been smart, I would have capitalized on the growth that they had like sparked. Um, and at the time I had people like, why don't you make a YouTube channel? Why don't you do this? But I, I was like, I'm 16. I don't, I, I just didn't want to, honestly. Like, yeah. I just didn't want to. I didn't realize the opportunity there. So I think if I would have been like smarter and more intentional with that, I would have seen like exponential growth. I just started later than I might could have. I don't think it's too late. It's just that's what I would change, I think. Good answer. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> not really where I thought she was going to go. Be, you what know. did you expect? I'm curious. Uh, typically, I mean, if somebody asked me when I was 22 years old, uh, what, what would be something I would have changed? It would have been like, you know, not hit on the <laughs> county sheriff's daughter, uh, in front That's of him or something, you know, wow. I mean, at 22, you couldn't have screwed up that many times. Uh, yeah. Don, I hate to say it. She went to the sophisticated role and you just <laughs> went for the dumpster role. Like you normally do. Dude, dumpster 20, fire. But 20, I like it. 22 years old. I've been in the army for four years. I'm just saying. Dude, 22. I didn't. I was a wreck. (laughs) You were what? I I was a wreck. (laughs) See? That's that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I didn't know you were talking about anything. I thought we were keeping it like very related. Oh, no. I just, everybody's got those things that they're like, man, I wish I would have never done. If I could get one do over, what would it be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's the same. Okay. Hey, we're just keeping it lighthearted, lighthearted here. I'm sure. I'm sure there's something. I think though. That, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of stuff, but like, uh, I walked a pretty straight to an degree uh, arrow in high school and, and in college. So uh, <laughs> I haven't done a lot of like crazy stuff. I regret. So <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a yeah. limb and say that's probably influenced by your parents' willingness to Definitely. help you with your endeavors. For sure. For sure. I knew better. Like that was the thing. I had too much to risk even at like 16, 17, 18. And I like recognized that. So uh, like grades and school and that, like I'm a total nerd actually. So like, that's always been like my focus. So like, I know my, I know my line. (laughs) There you go. You got to know where your bread's buttered. (laughs) All right. Well, Alex, so you don't know what your next, what, what your next endeavor is that's coming up uh, on your, on your calendar. So where and how do people keep up with what you're doing? So my Instagram and my Facebook where I post a lot is Alex Taylor racing. And then I have my YouTube channel, which is riding with Alex Taylor. So, um, I'll be posting on there. Hopefully I'll get some stuff out, you know, soon. So that way I can keep some content rolling, but that's all the updates. So you edit all of your stuff yourself. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I, that's where I struggle right now with like YouTube and, and things like that, because I am doing like all my own content and I go to school. And so like trying to make a real schedule, I have struggled, but we'll see when I graduate, I can do better. Hopefully. (laughs) What programming do you use to do your video editing? I use Premiere, Adobe Premiere Pro. Um, prior to that, like when I was just getting started, just for like a cheaper route, I did uh, like Filmora, 
uh, it was just like something free that was online or it was like super cheap. And so uh, I pulled lots of hair out with Adobe Premiere. So <laughs> trying to learn yeah, that, it. <laughs> that's like even beyond me. Like I, I don't even go there. That, yeah. Um, when anything that I need to have Adobe Premiere, I send to Brian, our producer. <laughs> See, <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I'm I like, I'm yep. <laughs> can't do it on Camtasia or iMovie. <laughs> Moving right along. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the smart thing. I think I'm like using a software I shouldn't be, but it's okay. It's working. I was going to say, I am iMovie, Slice, or Splice. Splice works well. Yeah. Film Shop. Those are all easy. If I can cut, paste, drag, right arrow, left arrow, <laughs> fade in, fade out, dissolve. Right. Good. Send it. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, all right, Alex. So we've kept you for a little while. We send all our guests off with two questions. First question, okay. you get to send one Christmas card one Christmas card to one person in motorsports. Who are you sending it to? Um Let's see. Let's send it to Tim at AFR Air Fuel Research. Nice. You snuck that little sponsor plug right on in there. No, I, I would say it's for the sponsor point, but it's like he has been really instrumental in like opening my eyes to like some opportunities and stuff, um, especially recently, like not even related to AFR. So like just, you know, helping young people in the industry. So like I'm, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> awesome. I like a mentorship plug right there. That works. Yeah. I like yeah. that. All right. Well, now you got to send one WTF card to somebody in motorsports. Who is it? Ooh, that's dangerous. Yep. <laughs> Not dangerous on our show. You just get to send oh, one. Man. That, see, that's a great thing about a podcast because technically nobody's listening at this moment. Nobody's time. listening. So by the time you're like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. It's already too late. It's done. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to send it to... Wait, hold on. Hold on, wait. I said you get to send one WTF card to somebody. She's like, oh, that's dangerous. Then she starts hers off with, I'm going to play it safe. So that means there's way more people than just one person because she's playing it safe. She's laying up. (laughs) She's hitting a layup shot for... she's, she's, She's in between 140 and 160 on her on her club distance and she's just going to lay up. She's not going to try to knock it on. Yeah, no, like I don't I don't want to spark that. So I'm going to say I'm going to think of somebody good when like I get off of here. I'm just going to say Chad Riddles. I'm sure he's a ah. conflict. But <laughs> he really? always gives me so much. I love him, but he would be the person I know would accept it and take it well, so. <laughs> I'm gonna text him right now, dude. Tell uh, him, oh yeah. my god, you just got hated on on the podcast. No, 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 no. I think he's no. Great. I'm just kidding. Honestly, <laughs> I think that's the first time that we've had another media person get the WTF card on a previous guest of right, the show. On our show, we've had Chad yeah. on our show before. Uh, and that is, a, we've never we've never had another media person. Get the WTF card. That is awesome. We've oh, gotten it. it. Oh, yeah. We've gotten so it. It's yeah. 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 We've each no gotten one's it. safe. Yeah. She, she said she's playing it safe. Yeah. yeah. The only way that's I know play- he'll be like, he'll be like, sounds right. And then 
I'll get a text and it'll be okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it'll probably be four or five weeks because I think Chad's running way behind on, on keeping up with podcasts or with everything that him and Lyle are doing. So, uh, yeah, yeah. you'll probably be good. You'll be like, what? I didn't say that. Did I say that? When? Oh, that was yeah. a long time ago. That didn't count. That's funny. That doesn't count. That's awesome, Chad Reynolds. Well, there you go, Chad. You got your own WTF card right off racers and rental cars. Uh, well, Alex, thank you very much for taking some time out of your busy evening in Boonville, Arkansas. Um, totally. Where um, there's 4,000 people in her town. And uh, being involved in cars is not the primary uh, occupation in Boonville, Arkansas. But we greatly, we greatly appreciate having you on the show, and we look forward to catching up with you and keeping updates and tags as you uh, move through your endeavors in 2020, the year of craziness. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thanks. Best of luck to you, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you at an event at some point. Sounds good. Thanks, Alex. See ya. See ya. There you go, Cam. There's nothing better than... Uh, getting somebody that's young getting started and she comes in and she is you know she makes her makes no bones about the fact that she just didn't feel like doing social media when she first started out and she never really capitalized and at age 16 and here it is fast forward six years and 22 and she's thinking that she uh probably should have done something different <laughs> at that time so uh, no but that's cool though that that just goes to show you she wasn't she wasn't really necessarily worried about the quote unquote likes or the follows, which, which is, which is kind of a cool aspect to look at it. You know, a lot of, I think a lot of people get really like zoned in on just that. And it's, it's not, it's not that big a deal. The world keeps going. If you don't have a K or a comma by the side of your, your Instagram followers, you know, it's okay. Are you sure? I need, I need somebody to like, give me some positive reinforcement. I'm telling you right now. It's okay. Okay. We're going to be okay. Come up. The sun's going to come up and it's going to go back down and then come back up again. I I like that thought process. I like that thought process. I like my engagement. And one of these days I might get a K or a comma. Dude, I've lost like 20, I've lost like 25 pounds. I'm telling you pretty soon. I'm probably able to pull off a freaking tank top in a, in a bathroom gym shot. (laughs) (laughs) You keep doing that. You keep getting tagged in them pushup challenges. You may, that's just might happen. Yeah. Y'all going to send me to my uh, shoulder surgery way sooner than I needed is what's going to happen. Yeah, dude. That's why I don't know if you saw my pushups that I had to do. If you saw my hands, where one was, one was my hand was flat on the ground and the other one was in a ball and a fist because I can't bend my wrist that hard on that side on my right hand in order to do a push up. <laughs> We're <laughs> all it's been broken once or twice. And yeah, my shoulder, I'm like, and then jet jumped on top of me for my other. Oh man, I was, I was a wreck. Dude, yeah. do you weigh like yeah. 120 pounds? Yeah, you, I know, you can get like a band, put it on the ground. Through- and let yeah, the fa- turn the fan on high and let it blow you up and down and call yeah, push-ups. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I broke my shoulder twice and my arm a couple times too. So nobody so. told you to get on them stupid motorcycles. <laughs> also true. <laughs> no one also told me to. Well, one person told me to ride a motorcycle down a staircase on New Year's Eve, and uh, yeah, how'd that work yeah. out for you? Uh, not so well. <laughs> 
<laughs> Where was the YouTube video for that? Uh, there's only one photo floating around, and it was inside my friend's house. So. Speaking of drywall fixing. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Nobody rides anything downstairs that does not involve fixing drywall. Uh, I have to attest to that. Yes. Because at the end of the stairs, there's always a wall. Uh, yeah, well, it was the side wall that I took the chunk of drywall out and then he let me autograph it on the side of his wall. <laughs> back when he had a bachelor pad. There you go. He's not getting his deposit back. <laughs> no, well, he owned it. So thank God. There we go. There we go. Well, Cam, dude, uh, it's been a, a quick week. It was a great episode. We've all been locked in. I, I honestly don't know. I, 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 I'm kind of tired of seeing all the posts on social media about people complaining about being locked in. I'm really interested in seeing the people that are, are working from home and the, the things that yeah, they're dude, doing. Did you see Angie's in home office? It's pretty good. She's using Jet's little table and his little chair. I saw yeah. I saw a picture. Uh, somebody posted a sign on the door that says, uh, "You'll get your snack every four hours until then. Leave me alone." Because <laughs> 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 they're working from home. I was like, yeah, I love I've it. Spent a lot of time in the garage, and Angie's been in the house, and uh, Jeff's been running like a ping pong ball back and forth when he's uh, looking for knacks. Uh, you got looking for knacks. There we go. Knacks, yep. Well, I, I don't know about you, but I've been working on my trailer, waxing, buffing, trying to get it done. It seems like I get a couple panels done each time in between uh, taking care of die and uh, buffing it like Jimmy. I'm buffing it like Jimmy. I, I keep making a list of, of stuff that I'm going to be calling old Lance Brandon up and get some trailer parts and some items to to fix my old heap up. So uh Hopefully Lance and his crew down there having the phone ring off the hook because everybody's got all this time on their hands to fix all their junk. There you go. All right, Cam. Well, I'm done. Send us home. Well, as per usual, we would like to thank our uh, our sponsors and obviously thanks uh, to our guest today. That was cool uh, to have a, a different uh, approach and guest today. So thanks, Alex. And uh Voice America, thanks for producing uh, Don and I's knucklehead rants on a weekly basis. LB trailers, go get your trailer fixed. If not, if your trailer is deemed inraceable or intowable, um, just go buy one from Lance. I mean, that'd probably be the best of ideas. And then once you buy the trailer, you're going to need a race car of some sorts to put inside of it. So you should call it Motion Raceworks and get some parts for it as well. Then you go to racersandrentalcars.com buy yourself a hoodie and a t-shirt and a hat. So you look cool while you're at the races. And then you call up my buddy Todd at performance data systems to get yourself a data logger. So that way, you know what's going on with that car that you just pulled out of that beautiful trailer. And then after that, I don't know, you're probably just going to drink a beer or something like I probably would at the end of the day. So, but yeah, thank you everyone. See ya later. Stop, it's not worth it.